All right. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Yep. Yes. Let's see how this goes. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm, and this show has everything. Uh, Adventures in beach time, um, naughty and nice neighbors, other things that I can't think of because I didn't write an introduction, (laughs) but we're here to share it all with you, as we always do, and joining me tonight are two of my best friends in the whole wide world. Actually, I sounded kind of sarcastic, but I I mean it. (laughs) It's the truth. (laughs) From Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary Livingston Butler. Hello, Hillary. Hello. I'm slipping on my more comfy shoes or my cardigan or whatever in the Mr. Rogers parlance, and I'm ready oh. to go. Let's get cozy. I was always so stressed when <laughs> I, I watched Mr. Rogers because I was like, will he get the shoes changed and the in cardigan time? on by the end of the song? Uh. I don't know. I don't know. What's the source of our anxiety, Anne? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're just high-strung children. <laughs> this is like as young children, too. Like We don't have a problem in the world and we're like is he gonna do it (laughs) go faster (laughs) because there's nothing worse than dead silence while mr rogers is tying his shoes when you're four years old i was worried about that and getting into college at that age so (laughs) yep so yeah uh and you you hear her voice and her um worries of life from the Money Pit <laughs> Studios in Detroit, Michigan. It's Meredith, the MVH, Van Harn. Hi, Ann. I would love to be your neighbor. Yes, Aww. I'm a good neighbor. I keep yeah. to myself, oh, I to tell it. you the truth. So do you, I. Always, you always have sugar to lend out to somebody. Always. That's true, although I do have to buy sugar before <laughs> well, my next baking project so well she but goes through I, a lot of it right so yeah i have enough to lend somebody but i gotta make six dozen cupcakes this week so dang um I'm that lending thing sugar. has always been a bit of a, a iffy like are you gonna give it back when you're done like whoa true this is not a borrow <laughs> situation this is a give true and i don't know unless somebody re- replenishes your sugar they bring back a little baggie of sugar or you get a cupcake right in payment true be okay i suppose i suppose whichever way it works well today we'll do all the usual stuff boy i didn't realize how much i depend on that script oh it's, uh, yeah, we'll, it's tough we'll, <laughs> we'll have some small talk we won't see what's in the mailbag because we didn't ask you anything last week. We'll do some medium talk. We've got some tissue recommends and we'll tell you how you got involved, should get involved with the show. Uh, but we do have some small talk this week, Hillary, because you have been out and about. I have. In the past week, uh, I went to South Padre Island and I was just going to give a brief spring break. Uh, give a, yeah, exactly. Um, a brief overview of my time there. It was Honestly, it was such a great trip. And I, um, well, okay, the bad parts. One, the drive is long. It's like six hours. And 
I'm very much like, let's not stop. We're never starting. We're never stopping. Let's keep going. Wait a minute. You're a dad? I'm totally (laughs) a dad about it. I'm like, we can stop for gas. Like, roll out of the car. Go to the bathroom really quickly. Get a snack. Like, let's go. We got to go. We got to go. I just, I don't. It's uh, like I said on the show last week, it is such a boring drive that it's not something that is like, oh, I want to revel in this. This is so beautiful. It's like boring ass highways. I did laugh because I did drive on highway or freeway 69, which I was like LOLing at because <laughs> oh. I'm a child. Um, <laughs> um, is is and, it cactus land yet or is it just like scrubland? No, it's just scrubland. And then all of a sudden you get into like wind turbines everywhere. Oh, it, it I'm is. Into it. it is. I mean, it's kind of cool at first. You're like, kids, look. And then, you know. They're like, okay, okay wow. Um, Hillary, I want to just one up your Highway 69 real quick because we have, um, there's an exit on I-75 that is exit 69 and the the road is Big Beaver Road. <laughs> and I've lived here for years and years and years and I will never not laugh at that. You're like, oh, bless them. And it's where um, the mall is. So, <laughs> Well, ladies love the mall. Yep, ladies be shopping. Um, beaver than a small <laughs> beaver, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, how um, does the size of the beaver affect the dam? <laughs> Do you really want an answer? Kind of. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. have any anecdotal evidence. That'll be for your that question one. of the week. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so the kids did well. They they started to act like they were going to get sick, even though we'd given them Dramamine, and I. I yelled at them because that usually works to tell people to not throw up is to yell at Stop them because that works. Anyway. <laughs> you are the best mom. <laughs> I'm the best mom. But they had to, you know, I was like, just look straight ahead. Like, just, let's. And then after a while, they were like, oh, actually, we feel okay. And they were fine. I love my favorite part of going to any beach, even if it's like shitty Galveston, is like crossing over the bridge and just seeing the water in front of you. You're like, yes, I made it. Um, and we got there. The condo was, it was perfect. The one small imperfection was I, we got there around six, we set our stuff down, I cranked the air conditioning down like way low. I'm like, all right, this is great. We had a huge, we had the primary bedroom and bathroom were like gigantic. The kids bathroom and bedroom were fine. Um, There was a beautiful balcony, la la la. The one thing I'm like, I had a glass of wine out on the balcony, like, oh, relax, we're here. And then we were going to dinner and I'm like looking, I'm rinsed out the cup and I'm looking, I'm like. Wait a second. There's no dishwasher. I'm like, where's the dishwasher? I don't. I don't even know how to live without a dishwasher. I'm like, oh my god. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> the humanity. Anyway, it, no, but it was just so weird. I hadn't lived without a dishwasher since I was lived in Berkeley, and I'm like, I don't. I mean, I know how to wash a dish, but it was just sort of like, okay, I. There wasn't even a drying rack. Like I would get it if there was a drying rack. So I'm like, I'm laying out a towel, rinsing it off. And it's not a big deal. We really didn't. We had breakfast and lunch there, but I had the foresight to be not a good environmentalist. And I had gotten um, paper plates and red solo cups. So it was fine. It really was not an ordeal. It was just sort of shocking. Um, but honestly, there was like, we did not go parasailing. That is the thing that happened because I looked and I, when we went to go on the boat tour to go see um, dolphins, which we did see some dolphins. It was very exciting. Um, I asked the guy there, I said, Hey, um, what, wh- who should I look for, for parasailing? Like, what's a good company? And he told me where to look. And, I, and it was a hundred dollars a person. And I was like, you know what? 
I'm not paying $300 for this. Like, I can't. I, I, I could, but I don't really want to. I don't even know if the kids, they hadn't really mentioned it again. I thought, I'm not. It might be cool, but it's not even over the Gulf. It's over the Bay. And I was like, eh, it's fine. We have plenty of other things to do. But anyway, it was just like very low key. There was no real agenda. And sometimes I get some like, I'm like, we should have an agenda. We should. And it's like, no, like we can just go to the beach when we want to go to the beach and go to the pool and we want to go to the pool. And then we go out to dinner and do it all over again. So I would basically, my day consisted of um, waking up around 7.30 or 8, which is lovely, going to have coffee out on the patio, playing Wordle and whatnot, and then going on a long walk on the beach by myself because the kids were like, can we go? And I'm like, no, I like to be by myself. And they weren't (laughs) even up at that point. Um, And then coming back pouring myself a mimosa sitting on the on the um balcony again and then going down to the pool or the beach and it was just like really nice and really easy breezy I mean we we did a couple of like there's a jewelry making shop like a bead store which I have like major beef with the owner there Bridget's a really good bracelet maker like she can do it I mean she is 11 she can make a bracelet like nobody's business uh Rory wanted to make a bracelet and she's one of those people who's saying something really mean, but like smiling the whole time, which is sort of like insidious to me a little bit where she's like, hi, he's not very good at that. He's going too slowly. And I'm like, I <laughs> don't know what to do. What? I'm like, there are children. He's this, a child. Uh, and, like, and most of the people making bracelets there are children. Like, it's not like this is an adult store up for jewelry making anyway it was fine i guess he's bad for a child i know i guess so he's going really slowly and then of course he's like i'm like it's fine buddy just take your time it's not a big deal i know um it was it was i know it was super it was just super fun and i had told the gang but you know rory's obsessed with baseball right now and this was again me being a dad um i we're like, okay, let's see if we can name all. Well, first we started to talk about what um, cities have two teams. So we're like going through it. We're like, you know, LA has, they sort of have almost like three teams because, you know, um, San Diego is so close. Like in that market, there's so many. Anyway, we're going through it. I'm like, let's see if we can list all the baseball teams. And Dave and I differ in that when I think of, the United States, I can like picture the map in my head. I know where all the states belong and I can like do that. Dave, it's just like in his brain, he's very smart, but geography, not a strong suit. And so he just imagines like a blob. Like he doesn't even, it's like after you get outside of like, you know, Connecticut, he's like, I don't know. I don't know where anything is. Uh, but so we, we went through it. There were like two teams that we really had to Oh, that's, I told you, there were two teams that I was like, which, we're missing two teams. We're only, we're at 28. What are we missing? And I had completely forgotten about Ohio. I just like skipped over <laughs> at some point. Oops. Um, and then we did the NFL and I, I forgot too, but we ended up getting them. And did we do, we did do the NBA, but that one was harder for all of us. Anyway, it was a good geography lesson. I'm like, okay, kids, let's talk about states. <laughs> <laughs> I um, think that I'm the opposite of Dave, which makes sense given that he yes. is a East Coaster. But yes. f- for me, I do real well with all the rest of the country. But once you get up into that kind of Northwest Eastern seaboard corner, yes. it all gets a little like Murky Delaware. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Boston, There's some- New York coast. Where is thing. Delaware? Does anyone know? 
I mean, I only do because I've been there once, and I'm like, oh, okay. This I've is been where there too, is. and I don't know where. <laughs> there somewhere, yeah, somewhere. But I know nestled it in there. <laughs> uh, but it was a good little lesson, and it was it was just a good time. Though I really, I really had to like fight my my dad and me and the like kind of I love you dad but my dad can be like a little bit cheap especially about like buying souvenirs or whatever and I'm like no like and Dave is more liberal about that like yeah let's go buy t-shirts and let's go buy you know miscellaneous tchotchkes and I'm like I want to do that. oh we were never allowed to do that no, <laughs> no. like going no, to we going to um a hotel they didn't have this there but going to a hotel and like rating the mini bar absolutely not like, oh no 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 are no. we rockefellers i don't no, think no. so <laughs> i mean I, we I, went to a movie we didn't get concessions no I mean, you got the ticket yeah you don't get any of the other stuff we, we would I go told- to cedar point but my mom would pack a cooler and we would go <laughs> to the parking lot and have lunch in the car did you I, do like the karaoke booths though like, <laughs> like someone i wasn't with my parents then so that's how you know <laughs> oh, okay. with my parents i don't know i was with my aunt and uncle they were like way more they were way, way more liberal with that no i i you know when we go to the alma draft house it, bridget wants to order like a banquet full of food like let's get this and this i'm like we were allowed to have a some popcorn that we all had to share and a Diet Coke that we all had to share. Like, and there was no such thing as an individualized. It was like, everybody's in it. You can just share my shit. Um, anyway. Yeah. No, it, um, it ended up being fine by me. I felt like I had control by me saying we're eating breakfast and we're eating lunch. Here. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I can do dinner. Like I can deal with dinner. That's fine. Cause I don't want to cook dinner. So that's fine. But, and the kids are self-sufficient enough that they can like make their own sandwiches and shit. And I got like, blueberry muffins or whatever for them tea i did make a casserole one day but that was about the extent of my culinary um you're on vacation yeah it's totally reasonable i know i was like i'm on vacation i deserve this i need this anyway it was really really fun i um it's a there is a airport there's like two airports near there but they're still kind of far out but it's wonderful the water's beautiful it's not as crowded as like rosemary beach or all the like you know um Redneck Riviera places that a lot of people mm-hmm. like to go, but uh, it's is I it, loved it. Is it less busy, less busy because it's summer and the, there's so there's no college? Um, probably stuff. that's a part of it, but also it is the adjacency to the border. I think is oh. a lot of it, um, which is sort of sad. But uh, one of my old friends was there, and we we hung with the beach with with, with them one day, and she was like, "Yeah, it's mostly Mex- Mexican nationals here. That's just like who it is. It's people coming up and and." vacationing here so i mean white people are dumb so they're like mm, I don't want to be for there. god's sake um uh, more, more beach really, for you i know and it really is it has not changed a, like a lot since i was going there in the 80s so not that it's crumbling there's just not like so many restaurants and so many like it's a really small island so it's like i don't know it's kind of quaint in a way there's just not a lot going on so i mean you could do more stuff than we did but it's not I think in like Rosemary Beach or like the Hamptons or the Cape Cod or whatever, they've opened up way nicer places. They're just, it's it's not. It's just like a beachside town. So anyway, it was a good time. The drive sucks though. Sucks. (laughs) Sucks. I hate it. Driving in Texas sucks. Let's just blanket statement. (laughs) There are like two roads I like to drive on and otherwise I'm like, no, it sucks. Give me a toll road all day long. Yes, please. I'll go 85 Mm -hmm. miles an hour. Um, okay. 
Shannon with my Padre adventures. Meredith, your health is failing. I'm dying. dying? I'm dying. <laughs> on, on the other end of the human experience spectrum is Meredith. I had the pretty much, yeah, I, the, the beginning to my summer has been pretty unpleasant. I talked about my root canal, I think, already, right? On the yes. show. Um, the thing I didn't mention is as soon as I got back from my work trip in Cleveland, I developed a bladder infection. <laughs> like, oh, literally man. the minute I got home, I was like, uh-oh. Well, I mean, if you're going to look for the silver lining, at least it was... After I mean, the trip. it would have been, I don't know, a nine hour drive back from Cleveland, or I would have had to pull an astronaut lady and just get some diapers. I don't, <laughs> like, if it had occurred before the drive home from Cleveland, I don't know how long I'd probably still be there. Like, I, I don't know. Um, so that was one, yeah, silver lining for sure. But, you know, it just sort of adds it to sucks. the yep. thing. And then, yeah, a couple days later was the root canal, and then two weeks of horrible pain and <laughs> antibiotics and steroids. Ugh. and whatever but then um right before the fourth of july weekend i woke up on sunday night with like terrible stomach pain and i won't get into details but i had some sort of stomach bug and it just like laid me out for three or four days i had to take some time off of work and i just like slept all day monday i was in bed all day on fourth of july (laughs) it's just horrible i was nauseous and just like i don't know couldn't really eat anything i was like kind of chewing on saltines now and then and that was about it so it's really it's just in the last couple days i've been starting to feel better but i just don't know what i did to deserve (laughs) i know start to my summer (laughs) yeah when we we got on the jambo call on tuesday and you and i were the first ones on there and i said to you how are you doing and you were like I'm okay. And I thought, oh, she's not okay. I need to interrogate her. <laughs> then everybody else joined right then. And, and it's like, hold up, distracted. wait. Well, and it's not really a topic that anybody wants to hear about. Like, oh, yeah, I can't uh, stay out of the bathroom. <laughs> Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> so, I don't know. I had a doctor's appointment today, and everything's, you know, okay. It seems to be on the mend, but it's just really not been a fun <laughs> No. <month. laughs> I'm, I'm 41. For you to come down with like consumption or some dead disease. Is this so? My only thought is like I never got COVID. Is this is this like penance for that <laughs> retribution? <laughs> yeah. This is my cosmic justice for somehow avoiding COVID that whole time. <laughs> God, it's so weird. The three of us, I mean, have technically not gotten COVID. That's mm-hmm. kind of wild. Yeah. I feel like everybody around me, my friend Kenzie, who I saw, she was like, yeah, you were so loosey-goosey about COVID. Like, we didn't want to hang out with you. And I was like, <laughs> guess what, bitch? I didn't get COVID. You never got it. <laughs> no. Gregory never got it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave and the kids haven't got my it. My sister never got it. My brother did. He and his family, they, he thinks he's a paramedic. So he thinks that he and Victor and Olivia and their, and his wife all got it like in December or January, yeah. I think. Yeah. Like before it was yeah. really a thing because he was yeah. probably – because they all got like a terrible respiratory thing in January and the kids were, were throwing up, which is something that happens when kids get COVID. So kids get it, yeah. It, they probably had it real early on. But that's it for my family. Like Interesting. So weird. Yeah. yeah, my parents haven't gotten it either. Yeah, it's really – I mean, Matt got it at his wedding. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I was there. So it was going around the wedding. I didn't yep. get it. You're like, I have strong genes. Dave was always like, you need to be careful about how you talk about your genes because it sounds a little like Nazi-ish. Like, my genes are good. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, relax. Yeah, okay, blonde hair, blue eye. We get it. Your genes are great. <laughs> 
So anyway, I that's it. I just wanted to give a little health update. I'm not dead yet, but something's working on me. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. It's a flesh wound. <laughs> we won't be like, where was it where they buried the lady and then at the funeral they heard her knocking on the coffin? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. I forget where that was last oh. week or the week before, but then she actually did die. <laughs> a couple of days later so I'm like, so. that happened in outlander too the lady came back to life during her own funeral and then she died <laughs> that must like be oh. later, later in the series that'll be after me. i stopped reading yep oh my god um all right well so i said before we don't have a mailbag since we just had a just chat and show and we did not think to ask a question of the week or anything <laughs> we just threw week. all of our norms out the window <laughs> uh, sometimes you need to be free yeah. i guess in order to like remember why the structure is good i guess yeah like hillary's life you have to go to padre Yes. In order to appreciate your everyday routine, right? Yes. Exactly. Oh, and Anne, I have to, I say this every single time I go on vacation, but I have to thank you because I have your little voice in my head when I get home and it's like, unpack your suitcase, do it now. <laughs> and I want to lay on my bed and like play, play Candy Crush and like not do anything. But I'm like, no. And it just makes me feel so much better. It makes me feel so much better. Like I'm done. There's, I'm back home. There's something about, fishing a week's worth of old underwear oh, out of a plastic yes. bag the next oh. morning that's just oh. gross yep. it is you know, gross yeah just Ooh, no i don't want to do it i'd rather yeah. just yep put it away with it. your, your yep. voice plays in my head anytime i'm in a public bathroom and i hear you say just put your ass on the seat <laughs> <laughs> i do it too and then i do so yep. thank you <laughs> my contribution to humanity (laughs) i mean listen i have like barely ever squat i've only squatted due to peer pressure like if somebody else is in the bathroom with me not anymore but like it when i was in college or yeah i feel like everybody did that and i'd squat like okay this is normal for me and now i'm like i have never gotten sick that i know of from sitting on a toilet i don't think anyone has fucking relax i know Mm -hmm. it's fine no, just don't lick it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I stopped doing that a while ago. But so I, I don't I think that's why to. I got sick. That was it's in like, your wild child days. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pica or whatever. You know that disease where you have to like yeah, paper. You have to <laughs> dirt, dirt. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was sometimes related to pregnancy. I think it is, <laughs> it is but it can so. be also not. I also lick toilets. Gross. <laughs> We're already off the rails, guys. I know. I know. We're getting weird. <laughs> this is treading into the territory of like people that fall in love with buildings or something. <laughs> <laughs> like the lady who's romantically married. involved with the Eiffel Tower. The, I asked. The lady who married a <laughs> what roller is coaster. The, yeah, what is the <laughs> consent in all of this? Yeah. <sighs> Can you victimize oh. an inanimate object? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Um. Yeah, uh, people's brains are weird. Just, mm-hmm. just a little, a little wiring fault yeah. going on. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't yuck somebody else's yum. They're not hurting anything. They're really not. Yeah. By loving the ice flower, I don't sure. think. Um. Okay. We have to extract ourselves from this line of conversation. <laughs> uh. Let's jump on down to medium talk. Then we decided this week to talk about neighbors, the good and the bad. Probably the bad. I think. Yeah. More than anything more, else. Yeah. More bad. 
Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know that I have tons of like this neighbor was so great stories. Um, I don't know how did we get into this. We we sort of agreed that we've probably kind of told a lot of these stories in one context or another, but we don't think we've ever done a neighbor's show. We're getting to the point we didn't where sometimes it's search, hard to remember. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and also like we had to remember that we did have done a large majority of this podcast, like deep in the pandemic where it's like, what even happened then? I don't know. Like I, nope. it seems nothing like, was going on in our lives. No, yeah, so we had to no. dredge from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So I think that like, some of these um, people have come up in conversation, but we never gathered them all into a concentration of stories. So we thought that we would do that. I don't know, maybe, no, because we didn't, we came up with it before 4th of July, because I was thinking 4th of July is a time when you think about neighbors a lot, mm-hmm. right? Um, because even here in New Brighton, one block from the police station, we did have some, a fair amount of fireworks. Mm-hmm. In the days surrounding um, the Fourth of July, just nothing like Meredith's. <laughs> oh yeah, three in the morning, still like mortar shells oh. going off. Oh. The look, and it, are it they looked... fireworks or are they guns? Well, no, I know fireworks. you, you guys tell... like to shoot guns in weird times of the year. There, well, yeah, people do that all year round. But and isn't the Halloween thing? Yeah, usually you shoot a gun in the air on Devil's Night. Right. Um, but you you learn to tell the you can tell the difference in the sound um, based on the echo because like gunshots don't go into the air usually, right? Like the echo is it's echoing off buildings and stuff. Fireworks explode in the air, so oh. the echo is different. So you kind of learn to tell the difference. I don't hear gunshots all that often, honestly. I live in Detroit, Detroit, and I don't really hear them very much. Yeah, we hear yeah. a ton yeah. of ton of ton of fireworks though. And 4th of July is terrible. We just were prepared. Um, I took a sleeping pill that night, and I still woke up. And I remember waking up at, like, 3 and going, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> because it was still happening. It was still, like, explosions going off to where I can sort of see, like, if there's lightning or something, I can see light from the bathroom in my from my bed. <clears throat> and... It was, I could see flashing as if lightning was going off everywhere um, at three in the morning. And it was like these huge, loud booms. The cats were all, we let, we let the cats in the bedroom. We let them hide under the bed and sleep on the bed because they were freaked out. And I was miserable and Gregory hardly slept at all. And it was just awful. So I'm, I'm really starting to hate 4th of July. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, America. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we could get over like celebrating this country Hi. by like traumatizing vets who have P- PTSD and scaring animals and keeping children from sleeping. You know what I was thinking about in three years? Oh, it's going to be, if our country still exists, it's going to be the 250th. Ugh, oh. no. I don't know how it could be worse. I don't know how it could be worse. <laughs> Ugh, I didn't live through, you know, 1976. So I don't know, but I, I feel like it was, it was a thing. And, ugh. Not is 250 the sesquicentennial or is that 150 uh, I'll google it <laughs> I don't remember now 250th anniversary semi quincentennial 
What? Oh, that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> or sesterscentennial or quarter millennial. <laughs> quarter millennial. I'm a quarter millennial. <laughs> yeah. Semiquincentennial. Semiquincentennial. That's tough. Sesterscentennial. All right. Well, we got three years to practice that. <laughs> <laughs> but back uh, to the topic at hand. Not just all the explosion happy weirdos that live around us um, for that period of the year. We thought we would talk about some neighbors, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, and Hillary's going to start us off. I am. Okay. I was going to start off with, I had a, a annoying um, upstairs neighbor in our college apartment that would get mad if I ran my ceiling fan, but that's not <laughs> the story that I'm going to tell. Cause whatever. He was just, how annoying. dare you? Um, this is one that I um, like didn't, uh, I was not alive for this one. Well, I was alive, but I was a bit, I don't know. I was maybe, I was not of a remembering age if I was alive, but this is a lore that has been told in my family. And I um, will not reveal the names, but we had a next door neighbor in Dallas. Uh, we ended up being very good friends with them. Um, but my brother, yeah, I wasn't born yet. My brother is named Carter. Um, and he was like 11 or 12. And it must have been right after the 76 election speaking of 1976 when Jimmy Carter won <laughs> I was gonna say was and he after Jimmy Carter no no he my mom's maiden name is Carter but um he was wearing like a Carter for president shirt and the dad of the family who has passed um told him to take the shirt off Ooh. he was like you take that shirt off and uh my dad and this man like like Fought. Like not like fist fight, but my dad like kind of got into it a l- with him a little bit, and I I feel like they didn't talk for like twenty years. Then they ended up being friends, but it was sort of like a like it was always the lore in my family like don't mess with them like they're like they you know that they like threatened us or whatever. Anyway, it was sort of like a I don't know. It was one of those times where it was like. I was always sort of scared of those neighbors and we weirdly like shared a um, driveway with them. So when I was a kid and I would be, I would have to like, we didn't share a driveway. They were just like adjacent to each other. So you would sometimes use their driveway to get out. And I was always scared that they were going to yell at me and like, <laughs> <laughs> like threaten my dad. We don't again. like your political opinion. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's the thing. Like my family was always the liberal family like it was always like oh you know the Livingstons like they're the liberal family like we were always the uh, weirdos like they liked us but we were the only ones that had like a Dukakis sign in our yard or Ann Richards or whatever so it was we were already the weird ones and we kind of didn't mind it it was fine but uh, yeah I was I was scared of the conservative neighbors next door they probably thought we were fucking weirdos but we were the weird ones in Texas too I mean literally like almost everybody that we knew were like I think saw us as curiosities. They're like Democrats. Hmm. I know. It's like, I just don't understand how people can get so personally offended by it. Like, oh, they I, do. And one of the yeah. one of the neighborhoods that I walk in, there's somebody who is trumped out. I mean, Ugh. they have like a massive Trump flag and all kinds of. They had yard signs and stuff, and and it's just like a totally nice yard, and there are a couple of discreet signs here and there, and then here's the Trump house mm-hmm, going yeah. on, and like I walk past, and I'm like, ugh. But, like, it doesn't make me upset at them. No. I mean, you're likely not going to be friends with them. Right. I'm not going to go over them and say, you take down those flags. Yeah. I did let Bridget, um, when we were watching the fireworks from our um, balcony at 
in Padre across it's over the bay and there's a bunch of houses in between and Bridget was like ooh look at the house like that we could look down on and it was like a Trump 2024 and I was like this one time you can flip them off. <laughs> I mean, You're they on can't vacation, see girl. Us. And she was like, what? And I'm like, you can do it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a weird thing. And I do think, I mean, not to be like old ladyish about it, but I don't know if it was like, uh, minus this interaction with a neighbor. I lived amongst these people. Like it was fine. We all, they were, we, they we were just like the liberal people and it was like, it was what it was. It didn't really, I mean, it probably it didn't really affect us. It wasn't like people looked down on us because we voted for the Democrats. And it's just is so weird. Now I do feel like, you know, you kind of can't even bridge that anymore with people. But the thing is at no. my office, like I have to do it. Like I, I don't, people aren't super conservative as far as like everybody believes in gay marriage and like that's not big, but I work with a lot of really wealthy people who don't like to pay taxes. So they're going to vote for Donald Trump. It's just right. the way it is. Like that's, I, I was talking to my dad about it actually. And he was like, really? And I'm like, dad, the taxes are the most important thing to them. Like taxes which, overall. Yep. Yeah. It's taxes. It's all about taxes. And I'm like, they don't, they're not gay, so they're not gonna or whatever. They're just like yeah, it doesn't they, affect them. Anything no, that happens yeah. to the gay people or the trans people. So what do they get? Right. What are they? Yeah, care? exactly. But exactly. taxes affect them. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, it's just you have to find a way. I mean, I have gotten to arguments with people, but I, as soon as anything starts to get brought up, I was like, we can't talk about this. Like, because I start to not be able to articulate myself very well. And I start to go into a blind rage of like, I'm Martian and blah, you know, I'm kind of like <laughs> spewing stuff. And I'm like, I don't like that part of me. I don't really like feeling like that, like sort of out of control, upset. We, we can't talk about this. Like, I want to think of you guys as like people who I work with that I have like a nice relationship with as far as work people and let, leave the politics aside because it's just too, too much of a firebrand now. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, like... <sighs> We just, this is Minnesota. You don't generally yeah. bring up topics that are going to get yes. contentious, especially yeah. in the workplace. And so mm-hmm. everybody pretty much keeps it to themselves. And I'm not interested in fighting about it because I don't think you're ever going to change anybody's mind no. that way. No. Right. But I, I, after, mm, I, it was the day that Trump got elected. No, no, no. It was the inauguration. It was when Trump was inaugurated. Right. Our department director came back from a meeting right during when it was happening and made some comment about, well, now we can finally get some things done in this oh. country. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, we got so much done. And he started going on about, you know, the cost of insurance and Obamacare and blah, blah, blah. And I, this whole rant... And then he started to walk away. And I said, excuse me, no, I listened to you. And now you're going to listen to me. Like, wow. it is just, the assumptions that people think that it's okay to talk about that. That's what really like gets me. I'm like, you don't know who you're talking to. Like, you don't yep. know how I feel about anything. Why would you ever assume that I'm going to feel the same way as you do? Yep. And if you're going to talk about it, why, why would you do it in such a disrespectful way? Well, yeah, and it's work, to other it just people. seems like unwise yeah. to do it at yeah. work. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Well, we did. Uh, we did have a guy who was um, a, a foreman in the pipe fitter workshop 
So he was sitting at his computer all the day, all day and he would send out, I don't know why he decided to put me on his email list. Again, the whole thing about why, why would you assume that this person would want to be involved in this? But he used to like send these email blasts with like super like racist and sexist mm-hmm. conservative talking point, quote unquote, jokes around <laughs> like hilarious. all day, every day. Uh, political content from his work computer during work hours. And I was oh like, my God. dude, no. how can you not see how not okay this is? And so I used to just like trash him. I'm like, I'm not even going to interact with these. But then every once in a while, there would be something that would have such a clickbait title on it that I would Couldn't <laughs> help get yourself. sucked into it. Oh, yeah. I'm so weak. <laughs> but I remember there was one... Well, uh, it was after the Obama inauguration, and it was I just couldn't resist it. And it, there's the quote unquote joke was something about KFCs introducing two new buckets in honor of the new administration, and the Obama bucket is a bucket of assholes, and the Hillary <laughs> bucket is a bucket of big thighs. Whoa! And I know, it, like oh, the sexism and misogyny on the Hillary one. I was just like. Uh, okay, and I wrote back to him. I replied and I said, "Hey, could you please just take me off this list?" And he was like, "Okay." And then I felt bad for Why? a long time because I was like, I should have reported him to HR. Like I just didn't want to yeah. get involved with it, which is yeah. you know the problem. Mm-hmm. Why yep. people like that are allowed to yep. thrive? Yep. But I was in that. I was Go in ahead. that situation with an employee when I was a medical transcriptionist. Our boss was a lesbian. And this woman would send out like homophobic clickbait emails to us from her work computer, same exact situation during work hours. And I almost immediately went to my boss and I was like, Rebecca, I cannot handle this. Like, what is she doing? And at the time, I didn't even know my boss was gay, but she was like, "Uh, yeah, I'm going to put a stop to this right away. And she did. And it stopped. And luckily, so I didn't have to escalate it, but... I couldn't ha- I couldn't handle it and it seemed so inappropriate to me. Like so 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 terribly inappropriate. That is not the venue to spout your political. No, I mean you f- you feel how you feel. I mean regardless if it's disgusting, but you're allowed to feel that way, right? This is America. Um yeah. but you're not allowed to do that on work property and work nope. time. No. <laughs> you know, you exactly. Can't. But the the funny thing about this was eventually he got fired for other stuff. <laughs> Um, Sorry, and, that's and yeah, I know. Tiny, tiny side note: uh, one of the other pipe fitters told me later he was like, "Man, I kind of worried about that a little bit because if there was anybody who I would ever not be surprised to come back with a gun and do a workplace yeah. shooting yeah. spree, it would be that yeah. guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he got fired for other stuff, and like, and I had been thinking about this, and I mentioned it to my boss. I was like, "I feel really bad that I never, you know, like reported it." And she's like, "Oh, I reported him." And other women oh. reported oh, good. Him too. And HR good. just didn't do anything about it. Mm, and I'm great. like, well, I don't know if that makes me feel better. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but at least they did what they uh, could. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. I, I think it's hard to get fired from a university job when you're a yeah. union. Yes. In a union. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Man, unions give me such a mixed feeling these days mm. because I am pro-union. Totally. Um but some of the unions do such bad they stuff. They can overstep. Police unions. Yeah. Police, yeah, police unions are terrible. I even got Dave, who like used to want to be a cop. I was like, police unions are terrible. Like they will defend. They, they defend, defend murderers. anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm like, at some point, 
isn't there a line you're like i can't we can't spend the money to defend this i mean i guess whatever I there's think corrupt it's... i mean so like yeah with the uaw here there's plenty of corruption but there's plenty of corruption in like corporations too oh i mean it's yeah. just like way yeah. more no, on display Mer- Meredith, so. what are you talking about yeah there's no corruption <laughs> <They're perfect. laughs> right. yeah corporations are bad. people too I, I just feel bad that that unions use all that bargaining power that could make the lives better for their members and use it to defend scumbags like if mm-hmm. i yeah. was a cop and i knew that there were was a bad cop i'd want him out yeah. of my yes. ranks yeah like don't taint my profession right. like that yep. but i guess that's not how it works with no. unions like, i know we don't know we aren't in unions are we no I'm no, I'm not. There is no I'm such not. thing. Podcasting. Ladies, union. ladies, <laughs> podcasting local 101. I like that. it. Yeah. What are our demands? Coven recognition. Um, yep. Uh, Equal talk time with yeah. men. Although Bobby's so good about that. Really <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although um, he could shut up more, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Just for our you know, equality purposes. How yep. do we negotiate this? I don't know. I'm terrible at negotiations. So yeah, who's the have... head of the podcast? Ira Glass? Do we have to go to Ira Glass? <laughs> no, Sarah Kane. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Joe Rogan. No. no, as if he'd ever be any. Human. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, what? Were anyway, we about? <laughs> you know, um, arguing with your neighbors about politics. So let's oh, yeah, move yeah, on yeah. to a more fun one. Uh, I guess that's Meredith. Yeah, um, my first one is, of course, 8 Mile Derek. Has to be mentioned. <laughs> Love 8 Mile Derek. Me too. too. My current next door neighbor uh, to the north of me. And he is so named because when Christy and Jeremy did their, or well, I guess I should say when Jeremy did his ill-fated road trip across the country and took a spin through Detroit in a jalopy with no air conditioning in <laughs> oh, the middle God. of the summer, uh, and Christy <laughs> met him here, um, they came over and they were greeted literally as they got out of the car by Derek pulling up in his car while blasting Eminem, which is like <laughs> the most stereotypical it's Detroit the most guy thing on earth. What what kind of car does he have? Just out um, of curiosity. So so okay, it's a long story, but he was. I think he was in the Nissan. I think they have like an Altima that is kind of okay. on its last legs. Um, so Derek and his wife Candace live together in this beautiful house next door to us. And they, Derek is kind of an older, he's, he's a, I think he was in the Navy. He's a veteran. Um, so I think he's in like his sixties at this point. Um, and wow, Derek is not a name I associate with somebody in their sixties. I know, I know. Um, but so now he has a Pontiac, um, God, Gregory's going to be mad okay. at me because I don't know that what sounds kind about it is. Right. You, you said Pontiac, and I'm like, okay, okay. It's some sort of okay. Grand Am or Grand Prix yeah. or something. He, that he makes knows. much more sense than Nissan. Yes. Yeah. His wife drives. So Candace drives the Nissan now uh, because she works from home some of the time but goes into the office some of the time. Um, and so that – the but the, the point is that the Pontiac, as soon as he got it, it's like a really kind of a cool, like, fast car. And – immediately when he bought it somebody hit him at a light and it got pretty banged up and bent the frame and so he he spent like a couple summers ago just like every day in the driveway with one of his buddies who was a mechanic trying to fix it and then over i think it was thanksgiving a couple years ago derek had a stroke um Mm. and so that was that 
you know, a couple months after the car got totaled. And so that car has literally just been sitting in their driveway and the tires have gone flat. And <laughs> so it's just doing, it's doing nothing. Cause he is, he's, you know, okay. It sounds like he has rehabil- rehabilitated a little bit. He's got a physical therapist who comes and like, they walk down the street with him in his walker and, and things like that. But he's not driving certainly. Mm. Um, which is a bummer. And I don't see him all that often. Every once in a while, he'll be out on the porch. But he used to be out there almost every single day. And almost every single time we would be outside. I, I don't know if like, I mean, he was retired. Um, and didn't have a lot going on with his days, I think, because almost every t- single time we were outside, he would pop out of the side door and, and ask us ask us what was going on what we were doing he's watching for you we doing i think he was yeah and he might still be i think he's just kind of more housebound than he used to be which is sad oh, but yeah. derek is a good target for that because gregory will talk to anybody oh he will talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk <laughs> yeah so they he does he 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 did talk to me but it was kind of more superficial and i've noticed this with there's a lot of kind of older black men in my neighborhood and they don't talk to me very much and I don't blame mm. them because, you know, right. black men and white yeah. women don't have a great history of Histo- like, Jack yeah, or- historically yeah. it's not a wise thing for yes. them to do. Yeah. Yes. So I don't push it. I, you know, um, I'm friendly, but I don't get overly like talkative. Um, and so they definitely talk to Gregory more than me, but I talk to the wives usually. <laughs> and that's that's kind of how that goes. Um, so I talked to Candace and she's kind of out doing the yard work now and she, you know, d- brings out the trash and the recycling. And so we kind of have a competition of like, can we get Candace's cans back inside after they get picked up before she does so that she doesn't have to do it? Because she's oh, kind of doing so everything nice. these days, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know? So we're trying to do as much as we can for her. Um, but they have a lot of help too. So they have a ton of family and friends and there's always like several cars in their driveway and they have you know, people coming over all the time. So I think they have a lot of support and a lot of friends. So no need to feel bad for them. But um, yeah, that's Eight Mile Derek kind of in a nutshell. He, I, fe- um, I feel it- like it started off sort of like acrimonious. Well, not acrimonious, but just sort of like, uh-oh, what do we have here? Well, and then now it's kind of become a little bit more lovely. I am much happier. And I, I hate to say this, but he was, you know, he's a DJ by trade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he gave us a business card one time and he, I think early on he told us that he was uh, DJing, and I think it was a strip club because it had the word oh. Ebony in the name and I can't imagine any sort of, oh. you know, institution yeah, that, that has Ebony sense. in the name that isn't a strip club. Um, that needs a DJ anyway. That needs a DJ, yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, but he, so what he used to do a couple of summers ago before COVID was just post up in his garage with his laptop and a huge set of speakers and just play music. And it was Mm -hmm. like early 2000s R&B and hip hop, which is fine. But like all I, all day long, I'm working from home and I'm just hearing like Will Smith's Willennium album (laughs) through (laughs) several layers of walls. Like it's not the best Listen, on a Friday night i'd be like fuck yeah derek look, let's fucking party but like on tuesday no, no tuesday at 10 a.m come on and then also like he would just leave he would get in the nissan and like go get food and leave it playing i'm like no. what are you doing <laughs> so eventually gregory was like hey uh she works from home could you kind of cut it out during the day and he was like oh i'm sorry and he stopped to his credit Aww. like he was not trying to be inconsiderate he just didn't think anybody no. cared so, you know, I, I think he really is a sweetie in his heart. So 
Oh. A lot of love oh. for 8 Mile Derek. I know. Oh. I love it. I love Derek. If yeah. I ever go uh, to visit you guys, I hopefully he'll. Be Derek. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be out and about. Yeah. Hi, Derek. <laughs> if you're like, who's this white lady that knows my name? <laughs> yeah, all right. You know me. <laughs> and. All right, I guess that's my turn. Uh, Meredith, you made me think of a, a neighbor that I did not put on the run sheet. Um, when you talked about, you know, listening to the greatest hits from the millennium, <laughs> uh, I did I did have an upstairs neighbor in my last apartment for a while who um, played the guitar, but the mm. only song he ever played was, um, God, we were just talking about John Mayer today. It was John yes. Mayer. What was the first? Your Body is uh, a Wonderland? First, no, no, no. Before that one. I'm oh, run it's through, run through the halls, the halls of my high school. Of my high school. Oh, yeah, 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 that one. He dedicated so much time to uh, practicing. Like, And I had that album. So yeah. I liked it. But uh, oh, listening to that like guy. That. <laughs> Restart. Yeah. Play oh, that. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the same, like, 30 seconds over and over and over and over again. No. <laughs> and then one day I realized, oh, hey, I haven't heard any John Mayer for a long time. And I realized that he moved out. <laughs> that must be kind of a nice revelation of, like, oh, he's gone. Oh, hey. <laughs> but anyway, the story that I did uh, want to... So all my stories are from this same apartment complex. Not that it was like a horrible place to live, but I guess I lived there for a long time. But I know I've told this story on the show, but I think it was a long time ago. So um, my roommate was moving out. She had finished her PhD and she'd gotten hired in Colby College. Where's that, Vermont? Oh, yeah. 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 So. so they were actually, they actually, you know, moved her, sent a truck and everything, which is like, whoa. Fancy. <laughs> like, you can afford a moving company? This is a real job. So she whoa. was moving out and I was taking over the lease by myself. So, and I remember very distinctly, this was uh, the week of Labor Day or before Labor Day and the Thursday before Labor Day. She was in her room packing just quietly and I was off of work and I was sitting on the couch eating lunch and watching Ellen I think <laughs> um oh the things we did in <laughs> and I was gonna days. say the things we did <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> before God, she's before so funny new before yeah. and I was thinking uh, one of the reasons I really didn't like Ellen was when she was doing all the prank stuff I just oh. don't like pranks yeah I just there- there is an episode where she scares. I mean, obviously, I was paying attention because it's Taylor Swift, but like Taylor Swift walks into a place and she like scares her. She always did that, like jumping, yeah. like, having somebody jump out. And um, I- I've said this before, but my fight or flight is fight on that case. So, like, I would punch somebody in the face. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, ah, I'd be so mad if somebody did that to me. Well, and she, she always used to do the things where she would get the celebrity and she'd hook them up with an earpiece and send them out into the neighborhood and then she would tell them what to say in yep. stores and whatever. And so it's like, so here's Dennis Quaid that goes down to the Walgreens as in reenacting Christian Bale's famous flip out on set. Like, to this poor, unsuspecting Walmart worker who just, yes. like, wants to go about their day. Like, I don't yep. think pranks are cool because somebody isn't in on the joke. Now, if you want to, like, 
prank your buddy. If it's Mike and Bobby and Will pranking each other back and forth, like whatever, <laughs> they're all in on that. But when yeah. you're sort of victimizing somebody whose job it is to be nice to you. Yeah. Like, it's punching that, down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's punching it's, down. that's not okay. But anyway, um, off the tangent from Ellen. So I'm sitting there <laughs> watching Ellen and the phone rings and I hear my roommate answer it and she's talking and she, and she just said something about, oh, no, I totally understand. Um, I used to work nights, too. And so I understand that perspective. But, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm moving. So that's what that is. And. It turned out that it was our management office and the guy below us had called in a complaint that said it sounded like we were rolling bowling balls upstairs. I don't know what he was hearing (laughs) because I was sitting on the couch (laughs) and she was packing in her room. I think there's some sort of sound like, I don't know, uh, vortex or something or vacuum that like takes normal sounds and then amplifies them to the people who live below you to where yeah. if you're just walking across it sounds like you're stomping in cement or you you're know. running the hurdles or yeah. something well the john mayer guy up above us did apparently run the hurdles <laughs> so but did i ever fucking complain about it no, no. i didn't but i guess you the guy live in a community yeah you, you live in a society like yeah. There's other people there, and that's just how it is. But but apparently this guy worked nights, and so he was trying to sleep, and we were making all this noise. But, you know, my roommate was like, yeah, okay, we'll you know, do our best. And so then the next day, the moving truck came, the Atlas van or whatever, and they're moving her shit out. And once again, we get a call from the management office. And my roommate's talking to them, and she's like, I, yeah, the movers are here. I'm moving out. Like, this guy couldn't have looked out his window and saw, seen the giant semi-truck <laughs> that said Atlas on the side and the three guys in back braces with the dollies going back and forth, right? Like, there's nothing we can do about it. She's moving. Yes, silent we're, movers. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to float them off the balcony <laughs> or something? Yeah. I don't know. But and my roommate, again, was very nice and very apologetic. And she was like, yes, they're just finishing up. They should be done within the half hour. We're so sorry, but that'll be the end of it. Fast forward to like the next night, Saturday night, I think. Now I've got a whole additional bedroom and it's got a big closet in it. And I'm like, ooh, I could move some of like my boxes and stuff, like all the crap one accumulates. Like I can put it in that bedroom. That's going to be my office. And I can put that all in, in the closet there and have it out of my clothes closet. And then you, you know how you get into those moods where you're like, well, I might as well look and see what's in these boxes. And it was like old mementos and pictures and whatever. So I'm sitting on the floor of the living room with this box and I'm just like looking at things in the box, like taking it out and spreading it out and walking down memory lane. And then there's a knock on the door and I go answer it. And it is this guy. And he says, can you stop making so much noise? Oh my God. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm sitting on the floor. (laughs) I literally haven't moved. (laughs) But what, but that's what I said in my head. But what I said to him was in this confusion was, I thought you worked nights. <laughs> and he says, uh-huh. well, not on the weekends. Oh, <laughs> and I my said, God. I said, well, would it help if you gave me your schedule? Oh, because I was so just irritated. Nice and he goes, no. And I said, listen, I want to be a good neighbor to you, but I also need to be able to live my life. Yes. So I will do my best to be quiet. 
but that's all that I can do for you. And he really, I don't know what he thought he was going to get from this, but that obviously wasn't it. And he just kind of huffed off. And I thought, I need to head this off at the pass because I can't be continually having this dispute with him where he complains about me to the management yes. office. Mm-hmm. I need when well, you're to nervous to like live and, right. and do literally uh, anything. Because I want to be a good neighbor, you yes. know, yeah. <laughs> me and Hillary and to some extent Meredith, although Meredith is better at advocating for herself. Hillary and I are like, am I a good girl? Am I a good girl? <laughs> Tell me am, I'm a good girl. Be, please, no, no, no. I don't good, advocate good for myself. I just make Gregory do it for me. <laughs> oh. does it. I'm not good at it. But like, I want to get along with it. So, so again, it's Labor Day weekend. So the management office is closed through Monday and I spent the whole weekend like sort of trying to levitate on the couch and oh, being like when i walk around is this making the noise is this i don't know <laughs> i don't know and so then on tuesday i actually got permission to leave work early so that i could get home before the management office closed and i went in and talked to the lady there and i was like look this is what's happening and she was like oh you poor thing i understand this is someone who just is not used to living in an apartment building situation and doesn't oh. understand, you know, the noises that come along with that. And she said, if he complains again, I will give him the opportunity to move into a top floor apartment when one comes becomes available. But other than that, that's the end of it. And you don't worry and you go live your life. And I was like, oh, that's nice. That's amazing. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. God, so, I would hate to be an apartment management. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, really. My god. Mm. Yep. Um, so that was the end of it. I never heard from him again, and I don't know if she moved him or if he just sucked it up or what the deal was. God. But all now, the well, well that ends well for me, I guess. Yeah, it just sucks to be scared. I never wanted to live on the top floor with like Dave because I don't think he has like a good sense of um, proper. Um, walking. <laughs> Some people are just heavy walkers, <laughs> and I think men. I think men clomp around, and I yes. always try to like float like a cloud and not <laughs> make know. noise, which is funny because I live in a house and nobody. Like, who am I trying to not bother? Seriously, still, I'm like, but I still do light it on my toes. Yes, I know. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to wake anybody up. Although that makes me think. At the gym, when I used to go at the kind of scuffed gym before I moved over to the nice gym now, at the scuffed gym, the room that they did yoga in was right next to the cardio machine workout floor. And so I was in there doing like yin yoga, which is all like a cross between yoga and meditation. And we're all like paying attention (laughs) to our breath and whatever. And on the treadmill next to the door, there was this young woman, like early 20s maybe, who was running on the treadmill like a bat out of hell like she's going for the olympic record and i have never heard anybody who ran so heavily in my she's like bam 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 on the treadmill and then and she must have been doing sprints because then she would like must jump off and straddle the belt for Mm -hmm. once so you would just hear the belt going (laughs) and then you would hear bam 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 and i looked at her afterwards and she's not she was like not a large lady at all she was tall and she was like very slender so it's not a lot of weight that was on the thing i'm like how is this possible like she must have just been going up and down like a pile driver rather than sort of pushing off so i think there are some people that just walk that way 
<laughs> I think so. And they all so. live on upper floors of apartment buildings. <laughs> oh. Or it's just apartment floors. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Shitty apartment floors. When I lived they, in they, Uptown Dallas, the first apartment we lived in, I could hear, and th- this is one of the things that I was like, I can't live in an apartment anymore. When the person, ab- I think uh, above us, would pee, I could hear his pee echoing oh, no. off of the pipes. No. And I was like, I can't, no. oh. I can't handle oh. this anymore. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't need to listen to somebody else's bodily functions nope. that way. Nope. Gross. Oh, and it's not even their fault. No, right? it's not his but, fault. I didn't complain. I no. didn't say anything. I was just like, this isn't for me. I can't handle yeah. this. <laughs> it's understandable. All right, well, uh, Hillary, take us to another apartment. Another apartment. Oh, my goodness. Okay, again, I think that I've told this story before, but, and this was, like, neighbor adjacent. This was, she wasn't technically my neighbor, but she was friends with um, some of my neighbors. So Dave and I lived in this apartment in Los Angeles. Um, It was the most well-located apartment. The apartment itself was like, whatever it had air conditioning. It had and a lot of places in LA do not have air conditioning. So that's crazy. Great. I know. So Dave and I being perpetually hot people were like, yes, this is great. You guys are really hot. I'm so hot. Um, but the, it's, I sometimes will check back and see how much this apartment is because it was so, it was in this neighborhood called Los Feliz, which is very cool and kind of, kind of bougie, but like hipster bougie or whatever. We were the dorkiest people that lived in this neighborhood. But, um, I, we had a one bedroom apartment and it, but it was pretty big. Like at the, the common, I mean the kitchen or whatever, it was just like a standard apartment, but it was a thousand dollars a month, which I'm like, I can't believe in 2007. It was a what's wrong with it. I know it's so weird, but whatever. It was great. It was, I I mean, I, I would have stayed if we were going to stay in Los Angeles because it was a great apartment. Anyway, one month, I think it was like a Monday morning or something. I wake up and I'm, I go into the bathroom. I start kind of doing my, like put my contacts in. And when I, I wouldn't say I'm like totally blind, but when I don't have my contacts or glasses on, like I can't, everything is just blurry to me. Like it's just, there's, I can't focus on anything really. I could read my phone. Okay. But I can't yeah. like look if you get at it far up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, can yeah, read it. yeah. I can read it fine. But if I look at something far, it just kind of, I can see the outline of something. Anyway. So I'm like starting to gonna, like put my contacts in. Dave goes out to take a shower and he's like, Oh, wait a second. Um, there's somebody on our couch. <laughs> What? <laughs> and I was like, what? And so I'm like kind of trying to look. I put my contacts in. I'm like, oh, my God, there's somebody on our couch. So I kind of scurry back into our bedroom. And I can hear Dave going like, ma'am, ma'am, you need to wake up. And I think once he got close, first he was like, she kind of like looked a little bit like um, my cousin. So at first he was like, did she come here and stay? Like, what is happening? But it wasn't her. It was just a random girl who maybe had too much to drink that night and we wake her up maybe who can say (laughs) who can say we wake her up and we're like you are in the wrong apartment and she like dave kind of shoes her out of the apartment now let me say to her credit and our dumbness the apartment was um like dorm style and that there's you have to have a key to enter the apartment but then once you're in the apartments it's just like it's like a hotel, you know, it's like door, 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 like easy to go to the wrong, wrong, wrong one. one. And also we were dumbasses and had not locked our door the night before. Cause it's like, whatever, it's fine. I mean, now I'm so psycho about locking their doors and I probably live in a much safer neighborhood, but I'm like, we have to lock all the doors. Um, anyway, so she, 
had just come into our apartment. Our apartment was 105. Her friends were staying in or lived in 305. Um, and Dave kind of shoot out like, you're not in the right apartment. And so she was still, I think, kind of drunk. And she sort of kept coming. And then she knocked on the door and was like, here I am. And he was like, nope, still wrong apartment. You're still in the wrong <laughs> apartment. And then the worst part about it was, is I had her um, purse. She left her purse. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, this is before, like, I, I didn't, I don't even know if we had a computer at our, I, we probably didn't have a computer at our apartment because I would just go to work and use my computer, which is a, a whole other thing. Like it was just, when I was done with work, I would just come home and I had a cell phone, but it was like a razor or something. So it wasn't like I had an iPhone. It was too early for that. So I, I figured it out somehow and, and I knew that she was at 305 so I left the neighbors those neighbors a note and they kept not being there I was like I have your friend's purse with like all of her shit in it like I want I am trying to not steal this I'm not going to but I'm trying to give this back <laughs> I'm trying anyway. to not steal this but it just landed <laughs> in my lap it just landed in my lap I eventually got it to them and would you be surprised that I ended up being friends with them they were really fun we used to party together I would go up to their apartment and we would laugh about it I have I can't find it now and I'm really sad but I know I had an email exchange with her I'm thinking maybe it was before I was married so like and I had changed my email address which I, I didn't change it I had it all forward but I, maybe I just it has been long. It was 2006 or whatever. But I had a long email exchange with her. And I'm like, I have your stuff because I found her card or something. She was a caterer. I found her card. And I was like, I have all of your stuff. And that's how we ended up working out where to give it to. But she um, she was very sweet and so embarrassed. Like, I felt really bad for her because I was just like, she, it was just one of those nights. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on in her life, but it was just like, it was too much. And she just slunk into our apartment, but it was so startling to just have this woman on our shitty Ikea futon couch being like, what the fuck is she doing there? Um, but anyway, it was, it was uh, mildly traumatic that morning, but it, you know, ended up being a good story in the end. So you were in apartment one Oh five. Does that mean that it was a ground floor apartment? Um, yes, but no, like it was, um, like a half flight or something. Yeah. 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 Like you have to climb, a, a, yeah, a little, like a mini flight of stairs to get, and in fact, I feel like there was the lobby and I think you almost, no, I can't remember. I think you could take an elevator to the first floor. Like there was the lobby and then the first floor, second floor, third floor. It wasn't a tall building. It was just, there was the lobby with like the, um, the laundry and mailboxes and stuff. And then you either took an elevator or took a flight of stairs but um yeah poor yeah poor I, brandy. I would <laughs> randy i would never <laughs> want to live on the ground floor no of an apartment building and i don't know why other than like i want a little buffer between me and the outside world yeah. it feels yeah. a little a situation less safe. like that yeah 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 or you know like a garden is it you think it's so nice to have like a patio door and a little thing to go out and i'm like not yeah, an apartment building. I don't I think know. so. Yeah. I know. When I was a kid, I used to see you know movies about New York or whatever, and I always thought those. Now I think it sounds so depressing, but those um, apartments that are like a little below ground, but you have like a little window, like yeah, out onto the street. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that looks so cool. Now I'm like, oh, God, that's like no. like murderous. Like I want to die yep. now. Yeah. And it's all like super great until the building catches on fire. <laughs> yeah, you know? so you're like, help me, I'm trapped. <laughs> Technically, you have an egress, but mm-hmm. yeah, but. but barely. I don't really think I want to do it in the middle of the night in my PJs kind of deal. <laughs> right. Yep. Exactly. 
when your contacts are out and you're like, I, I see a blurry see thing in the wall. I have to break this window. I really need to think about that more. Is like, I need, I, every night I just, since I became a fan of disposable uh, contacts, like dailies, I need to like lay them out every night. I'm not that paranoid of a person, but it, I, it'd be good if I could just easily access my, um, my contacts. I don't like wearing mm-hmm. my glasses, so I need to. I need but if to your house them. is on fire, I think you would wear your glasses. <laughs> I think I would. I think maybe I would. <laughs> No, never. Not even in the. <laughs> you'll take five minutes to slip in the contacts. Uh, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, it's got under my. Oh eyelids. no, it flipped. Oh, oh shit, I dropped backwards. it backwards. <laughs> oh man, that is one of the things when when you're new to wearing contacts. Oh. I, I just thought there's something wrong with my eyes, something wrong with my contacts, because I put them in the wrong fucking eyes for like yep. two months. <laughs> I still have to double check, like, because they're slightly different. So I like double check the outside and be like, okay, I want to make sure, because I feel like once I put them in, I'm like, is that right? Is that it, it seems wrong. Is that well, right? Things is that right? Fe- it feels weird or things look kind of weird. And you're like, wait, yes. did I do it wrong? Or is like something else different? Or you accidentally it, invert it. Oh, yep. so you're putting it in backwards. The best thing, uh, Missy will laugh if she listens to this because we used to talk about it. The best thing, when I first got contacts, they were like, put them in your hands. And if you squeeze your hand together, like cup your hand, it should bend like a taco. And that's how you know they're like right side mm-hmm. out. I mean, I'm so used to them now that it's, it doesn't. I don't it's think immediately about it obvious. Yeah. Yes. But when you're like just new to it, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Is it? Is this not? I can't <laughs> tell. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Meredith, tell us about your. Um, well, your the, so your lady on the couch thing reminded me of a brief story that. So when I was a teenager, I lived with my dad and my dad owns a Victorian like four story house in Grand Rapids that he rents out the first floor as an apartment and then he lives on the second and third and then there's the attic um and I lived with him from when I was like 16 until I don't know a year into college when I was like well I'm paying him rent I may as well just pay my own rent and have freedom (laughs) so anyway I there was one I think it was late at night I was sitting on the couch and I was watching tv and I must have neglected to lock the front door because I started hearing these people tromping up the stairs because it was, you know, door for the first floor apartment and then a door for ours, which was stairs to the second floor. And I didn't think too much of it because, you know, my dad was a very social person and had friends coming over all the time. And then all these people just kind of walked into the living room where I was sitting like four or five, I don't know, 20 something year olds and were like, hey. And I was like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) And they <laughs> were at the wrong apartment. They had just Oof. like walked into my house. Oh my gosh. On accident. It was totally uneventful and they were like apologetic and left, but I was just like, whoa, okay. So that really cemented in me that always lock the doors. Yes. And yep. I, I pretty much, I don't know, I, I must have just been kind of a ditzy 20 year old or something because I usually am all my life, no matter where I lived, have always been kind of uh, crazy about locking doors. And that really solidified, like, oops, I messed up. (laughs) The one time. The one time, and a bunch of weirdos walk into my house. Anyway, um, the story I wanted to tell, this is my negative neighbor story. Um, When I was a kid, we lived on a a nice street, um, kind of 
not too far from a business district, uh, but it was still residential. There was our church was kind of at the end of the street, and we had kind of an interesting cast of characters as neighbors. Our next door neighbors was this Vietnamese family who was like a husband and wife and their five children. And then as they grew up, they had grandchildren and they all lived in this house. And I don't know how they fit there, but it was kind of incredible. And the, the, the wife was a caterer and she would like bring us extra Vietnamese food when she was catering stuff. And we were like, this is amazing. They were great neighbors. We loved them. Um, and then there was kind of an annoying person on the other side, but the guy that I'm thinking of lived across the street and he had a son who he named after himself, um, but he was divorced and only had the son occasionally, which doesn't surprise me in retrospect. And what happened is I was, I don't know, I, I started working at the restaurant when I was 14 and I was a dishwasher and it was a few blocks away, which is why I, I mentioned kind of the, re- the the commercial district that wasn't too far away. So it was within walking distance, which was good because I didn't have a car. And so I was walking to and from work all the time, and it was kind of down a busy-ish street. And I, you know, coming home from a restaurant, and you worked in a restaurant, you smell terrible, you're covered in, yep. like, grease and food, yep. and you feel disgusting. And more than once... And this happened to me frequently. And I don't mean it as a humble brag. I mean it as a full ass complaint that I would get honked at and yelled at when I was walking home from work. Um, I was a Somebody literal honked child. At me once. Somebody honked at me once walking home and then like must have been looking at me and turned the wheel and like ran into a no parking. Oh, <gasps> amazing. I, see, that never <laughs> happened to me. No one ever, no one, I never caused any accidents, but. And they didn't, they didn't, um, like run full into it and stop. They like scraped it all the <laughs> side of their car. And drove off. Serves them right. <laughs> so this, ha- this would, ha- this was a regular occurrence and I got pretty jaded about it and I would just automatically flip people off. If I heard a car horn, I would just put up my middle finger because <laughs> I was a surly teenager. Uh, and I was really sick of it. I was like, I just want to walk home. There's no other way to get home. And this is the way I need to walk and stop being jerks. Um, yep. But uh, more than once, the guy across the street would drive by in his pickup truck and holler at me out of his window. Not good. And this was my stepdad's friend. Like, he came over to hang out. Ew. And I didn't tell them about it right away because I didn't tell them anything but I eventually did and it's kind of a, a painful thing that a few, I don't know maybe five years ago they invited him to Thanksgiving oh, at our house no. Like, oh no and I was like no. I'm not talking to this guy I can't no. he was sexually assaulting uh, or harassing a child yeah yeah, me, yeah. when I was a child yeah. and I cannot like be friendly with this guy so I won't say anything to him but I'm not gonna be nice <laughs> Like that, and it puts you in such a shitty position of like, I don't, what do you want me to do? Here? Yeah. Like, right. I'm not going to say hi and hu- give this guy a hug and welcome no. to our home and happy Thanksgiving. You it was creep. like creepy. Cause I know it's what like, a creepy is. <laughs> creepy. Like yeah. uncle, like yes. he's your uncle, but yes. like not really. Exactly. Yeah. It was that Ooh. kind of vibe. And the pressure on you to like make everything okay for everybody else. Like don't yes. be disruptive. Yep. Meredith. Yep. yep. Exactly. And I just refused. Um, and 
I did make everything okay. I didn't make any waves about it when I was a kid because I was a kid. But yeah. when I was 35, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to make a scene, but I'm not going to be nice. So, Ugh, screw sorry. that guy. Yeah, that sucks. I kind of would have liked it if you made a scene, but I, I totally. I kind of wish I had, but yeah. <laughs> it's it's really scary to. Yes. It, it is. I mean, and especially. Especially, well, we'll talk about this in my recommendation as as women, when your experience gets so marginalized and invalidated by all of society all the time, it's so hard. Yeah. yeah you're just like, well, I guess this doesn't matter. I guess this isn't a big deal to anyone but me. Yep. yep. I guess I got to deal with it. Yep. Cool. cool. Awesome. Thanks, neighbor. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a bad one because then I don't feel bad to end. On a, on a bad one too. Yeah. <laughs> I, Hillary, I hope your last one is good, but it, we'll see. it's it's bad, but then turns good. Okay, good, <laughs> good, good. good. Uh, so we're back at the same apartment complex, and as I have mentioned before, like I'm not super like friendly with all of my neighbors. Like I'm friendly, but I don't. But I'm an introvert, right? So yeah. like I'll say hello and I'll give a wave, but I'm not like. I'm not going to go party with them up in apartment 305 or anything. I'm going to go about my business. <laughs> oh, come um, on. <laughs> and I lived in that apartment, I think it was like seven or eight years, which like it was, it was it, like you're saying, Hillary, it wasn't anything fancy. It was just yeah. a mid market sort of whatever experience and people yep. came for a year or two and then left like the, the fact that i was there for seven years like the management office was like whoa when i finally said that i was leaving. <laughs> like we uh, don't haven't whatever. thought about that apartment <laughs> in a really yeah, long when time. they came to inspect it and they were like oh yeah we're gonna have to update this like big time <laughs> like the, the shitty carpet was so rucked up it was like waves <laughs> across um, the floor and they're like mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna have to replace this carpet before we can rent it out again and i was like wait a minute Wait a minute here. <laughs> I mean, I lived in the shithole for seven years, and now you're going to fix some stuff? But, uh, but like, it, it was fine. It wasn't in a bad neighborhood or anything. Um, but so the neighbors would come and go after a year or so, and I wouldn't really get to know them. So there was this one lady, and I was in my 20s. So, you know, when you're in your 20s, anybody who's older than you still seems kind of ancient yeah so in my mind she was like in her 40s but i'm guessing she was maybe in her early 30s if just a child a veritable yes. child yes you know when i look yes. back on it but um she also did look like she kind of had a rough life like one of those people that's like not going to the spa very often sure maybe not wearing right. sunscreen every day yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she had a tough time. But here she is in this apartment. And I would say hello to her and when we saw in the hall. And that was it. And then I remember distinctly running into her one day when she was coming back up from the laundry room in the basement, which was so bad. Like, ugh, Hillary, when you were like, the laundry room was on the first floor. I was like, a first floor laundry room. Amazing. What? <laughs> yep. That dank basement laundry room <laughs> oh. was disgusting. <laughs> God. Um, but she was coming back up from the laundry room, so she I remember she had the laundry basket perched on her hip, and she had a cast on her arm. And I didn't really think anything of it at the time, and maybe it doesn't have anything to do with what happened next. But uh, 
shortly after that, there was one night when all of a sudden there was a huge ruckus out in the hall Ooh. of someone banging on a door. And I went and looked through the peephole and it's this big guy who's just bang, 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 banging on her door. Yikes. And he starts screaming, I know you're in there and I know he's in there. Oh, shit. And you open this door and like I'm going to beat the shit out of him kind of thing. Bang, 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 bang. Yes. And yeah, and there was a man's pair of shoes in the hall out next to the door. So I, I don't know, I guess that's how he knew or or whatever. So I'm putting two and two together and um, it's not a good scene. And I'm like, what do I do? Do I do I call the cops? Again, me from the point of not wanting to get involved. Yep. And things, even though, you know, being a responsible citizen, it would. I'm like, I don't know. Should I? Should I call the cops? And then I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to call the cops about this. And I would start to go to the phone, and then it was like magic. He would kind of slack off, and stop on the banging. Mm. And I thought, oh, okay. And then so then I would like calm down and think, okay, it's not necessary to call the police. And then it would start up again. Uh. And I get back to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to call the cops. And then he would stop. Like, he would pause in this. <laughs> and then you don't want to call the cops and have them come. And he's, like, not banging on the door and screaming. Because then they're like, why did you call us? Right? So, and and then, like, the um, adjacent neighbor, like a kitty corner neighbor, who was a big a big dude also, actually stuck his head out and was like, man, what are you doing? Like, knock it off. And went back in his own apartment. But clearly this uh, person was quite drunk. Yeah. And screaming. And uh, yeah. like probably three times I nerved myself up to call the cops. And then he just stopped just short of it. Like every time. I don't know. And then apparently he eventually went out. And it's it's a locked building. So I don't know how he got in. But he went out. And then I did hear sirens again. Or again, for the first time, eventually. So I think somebody did call the cops, and he was escorted off the property. I think I heard, but I've always thought of that. Looked back on that, and I'm like, what would I have done differently? Because I really don't like my reaction to that. Because you don't want to be the person that like hides across the hall and looks through the peephole and goes, "What do I do?" Like you want to be the person. You know what it makes me think of. This is sort of a non sequitur, but when I was in sixth grade and I was, we were in Switzerland at that time and at my school in the spring, there was a week of field trips and the younger kids like second grade and below all went on day trips around Zurich and the older kids actually went somewhere for a week. And so in sixth grade, we went to France down Mm -hmm. on the... Yeah, we, we. I know, so <laughs> fancy, but we went to this camp, so we were in tents and stuff, and we learned how to, win- well, I did not learn how to windsurf. I tried <laughs> to learn how to windsurf, but we went, like, paddle boarding and snorkeling and, you know, stuff, whatever. It's, it's Switzerland, it's not as frou it sounds, because everything's so close together. You just get on yeah. the train for a couple yeah. of hours, and you go there. Listen. Um a dream it's yeah it's not six hours down down through texas (laughs) no um but while we were there one of my friends got her period for the first time and was freaking out about it because she was like the one of the first girls in our class and so she was kind of and she didn't know what to do and she was crying and i was trying to comfort her and she was just saying to me don't tell anybody don't tell anybody and i was like okay i won't tell anybody and then one of the other girls came along 
And my friend said, don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody. And she said, no, I'm going to get Mrs. Willerton. And she went and she got our teacher. And that was the right thing to do. And I've always felt like, oh, God, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I know? You were a why child. didn't I yeah, be like, you were a child. yeah, but the other person was a child too. And she knew what the right thing to do was. So that's what, like, it puts me in mind of this situation. It's like looking back and think of it as like, I don't know what I should have done, but I'm pretty sure what I did wasn't the right thing. Well, it's also hard. I mean, not to be like, we're ladies and we can't do anything. But clearly this man was like, you know, aggressive and violent. Yeah. Yeah. And calling the cops was literally the only thing you could have done. Like that big dude across the hall, he could have used his, you know, his, his size his big his yeah. big and his manliness yes. to like intimidate the dude or like more big dudes should do that right like yes, use their powers exactly. for good but you can't put yourself in danger either so i think calling the cops was literally your only option and it sounds I like just kept talking myself out of it well and it know. sounds like it wasn't like he it's not like he was actively harming her I, i'm sure nope. you would have done that in that situation yeah. but like yeah. i totally understand why you that- didn't and I think also a part of our like wanting to be like good girls or whatever is like, I don't ever want to make a ruckus like, and I also don't mm-hmm. want to make a call. That's the, like, that's yeah. the too extreme call like that, like whether it be calling the cops or whatever, like making a stink when like it actually what didn't necessitate it. And I always feel it's that weird thing. You're like, should I do this? But then you're like, I don't want to be a bother though. And I don't want to like call. <laughs> yes, yeah. There have been so many times <laughs> where I didn't call the cops when I wanted to hear, especially because I don't want anyone to get shot. Yeah. Right? You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's yeah. another thing where I'm like, shoot, like I kind of feel like the cops maybe need to be called, but I also don't want somebody to get in trouble, like shot over something that is not worth getting shot over. Yes. <laughs> right. Which yes. nothing cops is. are n- not necessarily going to de-escalate the situation. No, no exactly. No. Exactly. Oh, you did it's your best. One. It uh, is. Well, I did, I did nothing. <laughs> well, <what> I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't fully ignore it. No, I mean, I think we've tough. all been there. I mean, we've all I been there. Have. Yeah. I think I know, there it's was- really easy to, like look at another such an abstract situation and be like well if this happened i would do this yeah and it's like, no. you just no you don't know most Easy of us are just theory. scared little weasels yeah yes and you're doing the best you can with the information that is provided with you at that time right. and sometimes i don't know sometimes it's just not i i do admire people who can just like act in the moment because i definitely yep. am not that person nope. i'm like let me I get deer in the headlights big time. Yes. Oh, totally. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yep. And you you know, when you talk about fight or flight, I think they've added freeze now. Fight, flight, Uh, freeze. I'm definitely a freezer. Mm -hmm. And and not even necessarily because I'm scared, but because I just want the information. Yes. I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting as I gather and process information before I make a decision on something. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. It's a scientist in you. Yep. All right. Bring uh, us home, Hillary. Okay. All right. All right. This is the final one. It ended up, it starts off badly and then ends up okay. Um, I love my neighborhood. You know, Christine is a listener. She's one of my good friends. Adore her. I have some really good neighbor friends. They were a godsend during COVID, especially when we would just send the kids out to play outside because I was like, I can't live in this house with these kids for this long. They need to play. <laughs> get um, them away and, from me. Get them away from me. And it's an, it's a, 
it's not a gated neighborhood in that like you have to pass or anything, but there is there is like a brick wall. There's no reason for you to go into my neighborhood unless you're going to my neighborhood. Like there's it's there's not a through there is a through way, but there's just no reason for you to go there. It's all houses. Um, when we first moved in, a young couple lived next to us, and they moved out. Um, this is how I know I've lived in this house for a really long time because Dave and I. And our neighbor at the end, Chris, are the only original, like from when we moved in. We're the only ones left on the block. I know. It's a small block, but it's still, I'm like, wow. Even the old lady on the corner moved out. I'm like, oh, God. Okay. Um, (laughs) Maybe she just died. Yeah. I know. Maybe. Oh, no. Bill, you know, my neighbor who is um, a halftime resident. Sometimes he's a um, principal for a Minnesota school. Ah, yes. (laughs) Bill still lives there, but he's only there like half the time. Anyway, um, so my other neighbor, next door neighbor, she moved in after this couple left. And I don't know. She's a middle-aged lady. And I, she could be in her 60s. She could be in her, no, I don't think she's in her 50s. I think she's in her 60s. Um, When she moved in, you know, I'm such like an eager beaver. I'm not bringing over like, you know, baked goods or anything. But I'm like, hi, you know, I'm Hillary. I'm your neighbor. You know, just to be like whatever we share fences like just wanted to meet you and she was like hi and then like closed the door i was like okay um i mean she wasn't like actively you live next door to Anne, huh (laughs) yes and it's like she's an introvert okay um you know when we'd see her it's like she's mowing the lawn or whatever wave to her and she'll give us like a nod not anything overt so she has a a son and um he doesn't live there but he would like hang i mean he was like 19 or something and he would come over sometimes and I would see him and his friend like outside smoking weed in the backyard I'm like Wasn't whatever he fucking mowing the lawn yeah, exactly really. uh exactly I can't whatever okay so one time at work and um I get a call from my neighbor who's since moved Jessica and she said hey not to alarm you which of course you're like I'm alarm, I'm alarmed alarm. now um <laughs> She said, your lawn was on fire for a little bit, but it's out now. And I'm like, Sorry, what? And she was like, yeah, the boy next door and his friend, they were setting off like fireworks. I mean, it all comes back to fireworks. They were setting off like firecrackers mm. in the middle of the day when we're, it's like the summertime. Like it is, we're always in a drought condition. Like the front of my lawn is all summer is like yellow. Like it, it just is like brown, yellow, whatever. It just, it's not even worth watering because it's going to dry out anyway. So he, he burned a patch of our grass, like a pretty sizable patch of our grass in our front yard. Now my front yard is not huge, but it was like a pretty sizable amount. I guess you say pretty sizable. What are we, what are we talking? I'm like bigger than a manhole cover. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's like a, Oh, okay. That is sizable. Like four by four. What? Yeah. It was like a pretty big chunk of the front. And so I'm like, what the fuck? I'm so pissed. So I get home and Jessica's like, yeah, no, it's okay. I'm like, do I call the cops? I can't remember now if I did call the cops. I was, I think I was waiting like, let's, you know, I don't, whatever. It's out. I, I'm going to make Dave go talk to her. And then my other neighbor, again, another one that like, I know, I just like, you go Dave do my the dirty work. <laughs> no. Yes, exactly. Um, they got to earn their keep across, somehow. Exactly. Um, across the street. I, she was like, yeah, I saw it happening. And this neighbor um, also has moved, but she, I loved her. She was, she was younger. She worked from home. And if I were 
the only adjective I would use to describe her is she's very tall. Like she and her husband were both over six feet. They were just tall people. Great. She was like, but she was like olive oil. Like she was like real skinny, you know, just like one of those just skinny, tall people. And she was like, when I came out there and they were like, it was on fire. I told them, Hey, stop that. And they were like, shut up fat ass. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, I'm sorry. Get out of here. Like, do you can't use that against me. And I love that every man, like, that's what they, like, Oh, that's the to. ultimate. That's the default yes. insult. Yes. Yep. Um, you're ugly or like, you're fat. You're fat. Or she both. Like, or both. Yeah, God. God forbid. It doesn't have to be any basis in reality. <laughs> no, but no, Those no, two no. things are seen as so shameful to yep. women in this society that all you have to do is say it. Yep. Yeah, like, fuck off. Anyway, she was like, fuck off. So that was done. And then, so when Dave got home, I, I was like, go talk to her. The thing about her is she was just like, sorry. That's all she said. Sorry. Sorry. And I'm like, do we need to sue her for like to replace our grass? Like, I don't want to get into a lawsuit with my neighbors or anything, but I'm like, God, uh, I hate her. Well, and then typical Dave and me fashion. We're like lazy. We don't do anything about it because it's like, whatever. We'll just like see what happens. Well, it's a controlled burn is what it was. Kind of was. And I'm going to tell you. It grew back so much more lush than it was before. <laughs> it was like this like green, oh. beautiful lawn. I'm like, didn't they do a Maybe you should have burnt the rest of the I, lawn. Do I need to just do this like annually? Um, I'm. She still lives there. I can see her backyard from my little window here. She is slightly less frosty. This was years ago. This was before COVID. So it was like 2018 maybe. She's um, She waves to us and she waves to the kids. And when we were redoing our fence, which we do have like a joint fence, we ended up taking the cost because I, I was like, she was like, I don't have any money to pay for this right now. And I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Like, we'll, we'll just, we'll take the cost. And she complimented us, asked us who we use. Like, I was so scared when they were taking the fence down that she was going to yell at us. And she was nothing but lovely to us. She, I saw her talking to Dave. I was like, oh God, is she yelling at him? And she wasn't, she was complimenting. But then Chris, <laughs> our neighbor uh, on the other side of her, he redid her, his fence and she yelled at him for the kind of wood he was using. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know, whatever, you know, she just is, you know, after the grass burning where I don't, I have not seen the kids and it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, beyond her, generally my, neighbors are very lovely and I like it's actually that's the one thing I'll say sometimes I want to have a bigger house or not even a bigger house but just a house that is like differently arranged there's just a lot of dead space there's you know a a dining room well it's not dining room but like a dining room sort of front room that is just now a deposit for like shit like all the kids shit just that's where your Hillary cardboard cutout is my my Hillary cardboard cutout is I just it's like it's so much wasted space. I sometimes wish I could like rearrange it or whatever, but I love my neighbors and they're generally really nice and kind. And you actually can borrow sugar or wine or butter or what have you from them. So it is, it's a good neighborhood to live minus fire burning. (laughs) Moving is such a hassle. Yeah. I, that's, uh, there's no way it has to be like my dream home. Like I, there's no way I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. I already did enough when we had to replace the carpets. Like I can't do any more than that. I, I can't. I hated it. Dave, when we first moved to um, Austin, I loved our apartment, but Dave kept looking at different apartments. Like, wish, I'm like, we are not moving until we buy a house. Like, that is not, I can't, I cannot move to another apartment. Like, I would rather die. I can't do it. <laughs> yep. And this time, I really like, I am pretty cheap, but the one thing I will pay for is like, I'm paying for movers and they can like pack up my dishes too. Like, yeah. I'm willing to throw money at the situation because I, like, I can't, 
I can't deal with it. Like, oh, opening a closet and finding all this miscellaneous shit. And I'm like, <laughs> brings me to my knees. It would take me like months to get out of this house. Yes, I don't know how okay. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I know. When I, know. I moved here, it, you know, it's one of those things where what do you do when your lease ends on the 31st and you can't move in until the first in the new place? Right. But, but actually, like, I think I closed on the 21st on this mm-hmm. place. So I had like a whole week plus and I started packing weeks ahead of time like just a little bit here and a little bit there which is very not like me and then that week 10 days before um my lease was up in the apartment i moved everything in my car like i could physically load in my car and like and by the time moving day came i had all my clothes moved over i had my entire kitchen moved and unpacked and like all my books and stuff so it was like literally just furniture that had to move and it was the only way that i could have done it because it's just it's like every time bobby says we're moving again oh my god oh my god even to um like another just like adjacent apartment like dave in that apartment in los angeles dave and i moved the last like six months because we didn't know we were moving to austin we moved to a we were in a one bedroom we wouldn't move to a one bedroom loft apartment like a slightly bigger one that move was like one of the worst moves of my life like it was two it was we were on the third floor we were on 314 and just like you think it's going to be so easy breezy like whatever I'll just move things one at a time like no big deal and it's like if I do this track if I walk back and forth between these two apartments one more time I'm going to throw up like I can't I can't do it anymore I hate it mm-hmm. I hate it I mean it's very cliche to say I hate moving because like nobody likes it of course yeah, I mean well, it's one of those universal shared experiences like, yeah if you meet somebody who likes moving there's psychopath wrong with them what's <laughs> wrong with you Ugh, disgusting just can't i yeah. i i firmly believe that's why we actually have family and friends to help us move yes yep. here's the some pizza and beer mm-hmm. yeah forget about it there's just yep. <laughs> that's what you need for well okay question of the week this week i'm looking forward to these responses tell us oh, about yes. a terrible nature yes you have. i want to know i do too <laughs> Or a good one. I mean, if you have this positive, you could maybe balance out some of the negativity. But I bet the bad ones are more entertaining. Yes. (laughs) I know. Being like, I have a good neighbor is kind of like, okay, great. Congrats to you. Mm -hmm. I have a neighbor who drove the little lady to her (laughs) cancer chemotherapy (laughs) appointments every day. And I'm like, ugh. I'm glad they're such a good person. (laughs) (laughs) But I would like to hear that. Uh, all right, moving on to Tishi Recommends. I have a recommend for this week. I am recommending a podcast. I was thinking I haven't added a new podcast in forever, in forever. In fact, I just, like, I'm ruthless. I don't want podcast episodes piling up. So Mm-mm. if I have it and I'm like, well, I still like the show. I'm just, I don't want to listen to it now. I'll yep. listen to it later. There's only so long I can tolerate before it it gets deleted because I can't do it. So my podcast list is pretty trim these days, but I did uh, hear about a new one from Serial Productions in the New York Times. 
It's called The Retrievals. It is a limited five-episode run series. And, oh, I, you know what it is, because I, I do still have the serial uh, feed in my podcatcher and the trailer Oh, up I heard about that. The, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, and okay. I was like, I was like, why, why do I have a notification on my cereal? Did something happen to Adnan? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I listened to this. So it's about the Yale um, fertility clinic, and uh, and all of these women had this experience going to the. A fertility clinic and participating in IVF and this is not a spoiler for me to say this because they tell you it in the trailer uh, when they were in the egg retrieval procedures they were in horrible pain like experiencing Ugh. agony um, sounds fun doesn't it this podcast mm-hmm. and they kept telling people I, I don't think the medic the drugs are working I there's something wrong we need to stop and what it turned out was that a nurse at the clinic had been stealing the fentanyl and replacing it with saline solution. Ugh. And when they found out, um, it was either... So some patients got like fully just saline oh and some God. patients got a mix of saline and fentanyl. And it was over a five-month period. And they contacted over 200 women to tell them that they may have been affected. But, you know... Who knows yeah. if that's the, the right number. Yeah. So, uh, so like, yeah, this sounds like a Donner of a podcast, but it's really interesting. The first two episodes are out. It's a weekly drop. And it's all about women's pain and how women's pain gets marginalized, not only by healthcare and the people around you, but then the women start questioning themselves. Like, hey, we've I been know fed. how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you might have some insight on that. We've been fed the societal narrative about women's pain and what it means. And it's all these women going through what is already a traumatic a process like physically and emotionally and then starting to like gaslight themselves and come up with different stories for like why and they're already being told that like their bodies don't function right because you know they can't get pregnant for whatever there's a lot of really interesting thoughts about you know what we tell ourselves about our bodies and so it's going through that but then there's there's also like in the second episode they talked about this nurse and why she did it and why she had a dependence on Mm -hmm. fentanyl and you know like she did something terrible but we're holding these two truths simultaneously that somebody can be victimized and also be a victimizer and like it doesn't excuse anything that she's done but like it's worth talking about it and so yeah. it's it's really great it's really informative it, like it's not a super happy fun time but um it's really interesting i it does make me remember the things that i don't like about let's say the big corporate podcast productions <laughs> like serial in the new york times because it's also sort of boilerplate in the structure and you're like, and here's where this type of music cue comes. This is how the narration goes. Like there's nothing surprising in any of the production, but the information and the storytelling is so good. And they have uh, a lot of uh, interviews with a lot of the women. Like, well, it's so fascinating. Like one of the women that this happened to was an addiction research specialist. Like, so she has interesting 
perspective on it. And another woman is a professor who uh, teaches about like violence against women and also like the way that women are treated in society in regards to the, you know, they're being whatever. Super interesting, guys. So yeah, the retrievals. Yeah, from serial productions in the New York Times. Added to list. Thank you. Yeah, blue yeah. chip production for sure. I'm excited. I listened to the teaser and I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, "This is not necessarily a padre listen, but this is a listen." You know, I still. But it is weirdly enjoyable. Yeah. No, and well, you know, I hate when people use the P word like to talk about weakness because I'm like most men have not experienced like the amount of pain that women have to go through. And like, if you're, if you had a pussy, you couldn't do as much as mine did. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just was like, it should not be synonymous with weak. That thing no. has been through the ringer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My God. Anyway. Well, and, and I suppose like we're fans of, radical honesty about things here and like yeah. I had a couple of procedures of the gynecologist I'm getting into my mid 40s and the like periods are getting weird now like <laughs> yeah, things are getting weird here <laughs> things that they don't tell you about are starting to happen and you're like huh is that supposed to happen and so like I did get an IUD put in a couple of years ago and uh, to try and control like yeah Periods that I haven't had since I was like 14, mm-hmm. when yeah. your body is like, what's all this then? And <laughs> and the doctor was like, okay, there's going to be one. It's funny. I was talking to my mom about this the other night. She's like, there's going to be one medium cramp and there's going to be one big cramp. And the medium cramp came and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. If this is the medium we can stop now. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I fainted during mine. Well, and every it, time it I've ever heard, good. like, it's not a big deal. It's, it's fine. It's like a totally normal procedure. I think procedure. it's a crime that they don't give people pain relief for this. No, exactly. Or for, like, you know, if you have to have a colposcopy, if you have an abnormal pap smear, they'll take a chunk. They don't give you any painkiller for that. God. I think it's yeah, criminal. Well, on the other side of this, like, so I had it taken out because so we're having I. some other <laughs> things going on um, with that. And she was like, well, let's just try take it out and, like, try medication instead of try a pill oral medication instead and she's like well it won't be nearly so bad coming out as it was going and it'll just be really quick let me tell you that was not the truth <laughs> nope <laughs> because apparently i have a very high cervix and she had a really hard time like grabbing the string <laughs> to pull it God. out oh. and at one point she was like how did i get this up here in the first oh my place? god like, <laughs> oh my god and i'm there's just like Whoo. sympathy cramps over here yeah <laughs> yeah you're so, just doing like breathing exercises and so that's you my like experience, which is just a tiny part of what women going through IVF experience yeah. with. And yeah. they talked about what they do during egg retrieval. And I was like, ah, yeah, it's no horrifying. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. No, it sounds awful. So, yeah, like fun beach. Listen, hooray. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, for sure. I'm going to I'm going to listen to it. I'm excited. Um, all right. I'm going to tell you how to get involved. Tell us about your shitty neighbors or your good ones. Uh, the website is the show has everything.com, but really go to the Facebook group. If you're so inclined, um, it's fun. And Jack posts funny, uh, historical. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. The, your yes. posts have been great lately. 
Yeah. We're going to have a response for you in a couple of weeks when oh, yeah. we do our Washington yep. movie show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can email us at show at gmail.com. Um, Guys, should, should we be getting a Threads account? And I was literally just about to say that. I was like, and maybe. <laughs> we need an Instagram first. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. We're two cycles of. Wait, yep. we don't have a TikTok. We're three <laughs> cycles of technology behind. We don't need a TikTok. <laughs> I know. Unless Bridget Butler is managing it. We don't need a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. TBD. Put a pin in that. <laughs> we'll circle back. Um, send us a voice memo. I want to hear your voices. You can't send us a fax anymore, but maybe I'll dredge up an old machine and hook them up. Uh, <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> the AOL keyword is Tishi. That will always <laughs> exist. Don't worry. And thanks for joining us, y'all. And that was probably not everything, not even where, anywhere close about our neighbors. <laughs> Plastic bag drifting through the wind, wanting to start again. Do you ever feel feel so paper thin, like a house of cards, one blow from caving in? Do you ever feel already buried deep, six feet under screens, and no one seems to hear a thing? Do you know?
Across the sky